You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It's Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast. A network on this Wednesday, June the 2nd, into Thursday, June the 3rd. Hope everybody's doing well and having a great day. Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers is going to join me today. I kind of want to talk about the division because there are question marks all over the place and there are distractions in every city in the NFC North except one. That's right. It's DFD, distraction-free Detroit, here with the Lions. We're going to talk to Pete about the Aaron Rodgers situation, what's going on in Green Bay, the host of Lockdown Packers coming up momentarily here on the program. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions, and of course, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page, where we post the podcast each and every day. Lions are back to work in Allen Park today for week two of OTAs. I believe the media is op- allowed to be there tomorrow. I will double-check that. Um, but so far, so good, as we said yesterday, and really today, too. It's kind of been distraction-free when you talk about Detroit. Now, does that mean 2021, the Lions are going to go 7-9 and nine and surprise the people? No. And as Peter Bukowski points out, and you'll hear this momentarily, uh, there's still a long way to go when it comes to talent on the roster. But, but I thought about this today. You look at the NFC North, all right? Green Bay is the odds-on favorite, and if Aaron Rodgers is there, they are back-to-back NFC title game team. But what happens if this Rodgers thing thing lingers? What happens if LaFleur has to answer questions when Rodgers is going to be there? Will he show up for mandatory minicamp? All of these things. It is a major, big, humongous black cloud that is hovering over Ashwaubenon, Wisconsin. Then also in the NFC North, you have the Chicago Bears. Fans are excited. They got Justin Fields. But the problem is they're paying Andy Dalton $10 million. And the Bears are saying, according to reports privately, Dalton was signed to be the guy this year. And that it's his job to lose. But that's going to be a sidebar and a distraction each and every week. How'd Fields look? What about Dalton? That's going to be a quarterback controversy. The fans want to see the rookie from Ohio State. Everybody knows who this kid is. This isn't like a Zach Wilson thing where no one in New York ever watched BYU play. This is Justin Fields, who's been in the spotlight the last two years at Ohio State and some pretty big opportunities. Then you go to Minnesota, where is this the last hurrah for Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins and company? Daniil Hunter, their best defensive player, Absent from OTAs. Hunter, according to reports, is after a new contract. So, may hold out. Dalvin Cook, they're worried about his workload and his health. So, they want to uh, lessen his workload here in the offseason. Vikings also, you recall last year, I picked them to win the division. I really like that team on paper, and I love the Justin Jefferson uh, draft. I didn't think he'd be that good. He's a star. They went 7-9. and nine. They actually finished worse than the Bears. And they allowed 475 points last year. 
All right. <laughs> That's like 475. Like a team would, uh, would allow like over 500 points. And se- oh, wait, the Lions did. worst defense in the league. Anyway, I'm just making the point that there are question marks, there are distractions all over, all over the league. And all over the division, I should say. Except here, where the Lions have a a good attitude about things. People love Dan Campbell. The roster's young. It's a lot younger than it was a year ago. I don't think there's anybody unhappy. I think the players are, you know, what, 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 what controversy is there right now? At 222 Rodwood Avenue. There is none. Uh, Peter Bukowski, Locked on Packers, coming up next. Let's tell you, though, first about rockauto.com. Oh, my goodness gracious. You just go to rockauto.com for auto parts, and it's the best. All right? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but not a Rock Auto. Their prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. They always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Why would you go to the store right now when you can go on your computer or tablet or laptop or phone, go to rockauto.com and buy your auto parts right there, and they're delivered right to your door. All right? You want motor oil? You want new carpet? You want engine control modules? They've got it all at rockauto.com. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low and the same for everybody. All right? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on, and they're hot. Did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Folks, tonight, big night in the NBA. Four, count them, four playoff games. Washington and Philly, Atlanta and New York, Memphis and Utah, Dallas and the Clippers. You want to watch some games? You want to bet on the games? There's only one place to go, and that is betonline.ag. Baseball season also in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. You want to put money down on Eric Haas? Oh, he's the new hotness. To hit some more bombs for the Tigers, you can do it at betonline.ag. They got the best odds. They got news on the website. Everything you want. Uh, NHL, NBA playoffs, MLB, heck, even UFC or MMA. You can bet on it all at betonline.ag. Head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today or your mobile device. And receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Always love checking in with this guy. Uh, Lions, of course, in the NFC North. And the division's kind of been turned upside down a little bit with what's going on in, in Green Bay. Let's get the latest from the host of the Locked On Packers podcast, our good buddy Peter Bukowski. What's up, Pete? Absolutely nothing new to report here uh, as it relates to the Packers, so uh, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs> it's always good to hear your voice, my friend. You do great work, and, and uh, boy, I I don't even know where to start. I mean, here we sit on June 2nd. Where, where, where do things stand? I know Matt LaFleur was asked the last couple days about Rodgers showing up for OTAs and then, and then things down the road, and he really doesn't have an answer for it. I think that is uh, the, the perfect summation of where we are. Uh, the Packers don't have an answer. Matt LaFleur doesn't have an answer. And, and if we're being honest, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers has an answer. Because this goes this goes all the way back to when, when Adam Schefter first reported 
Rogers discontent and he said on ESPN on NFL live, the Packers don't know what to do. They don't know what to do about it. And I don't know that Aaron knows exactly what he is looking for here. Um, because th- there isn't a better situation for him right now than green Bay from a football standpoint. And that's, that's why I ultimately see this all getting worked out eventually. I, I think on some level, cooler heads will prevail. Uh, but, but right now, Aaron Rodgers is not at OTAs. Um, we don't, I don't think we've seen a, a, an Instagram post from Hawaii recently. Maybe I missed it. So I'm not sure he's still there or not, but he's not, certainly not in Green Bay working. Uh, Jordan Love is currently working as the, the number one quarterback, but he's not throwing to any of his top receivers. None of the, the top guys are at camp either. So a lot of, uh, uh, of questions and not very many answers. Yeah, I saw the. I like how they they kept the stats, and they were like Jordan Love today was ten for seventeen with an interception, but it was a dropped interception. It's like, geez. But in all seriousness, I mean, that that it sounds like from all reports that kid has not exactly lit the world on fire the last couple of years either. Well, you know, Jordan Love um, came in 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 a unique situation as every rookie did, and did not get very many reps. I mean, Matt LaFleur said it in his Wednesday press conference after the second media uh, open to the media OTA practice that Jordan Love is, is out there running concepts that he may have only run once or twice in the preseason because of the limited reps, um, limited practice time because of the COVID training camp schedule, um, no exhibition games. And then he was essentially the scouting quarterback um, throughout the season with with uh, Tim Boyle as the, as the backup. So, you know, it depends on who you ask in terms of what his progress was like over the course of last season. You know, the, the reports pre-Rogers turmoil was that he hadn't made a ton of progress. And then now, of course, now that there is that turmoil, there's the, oh, no, no, we're happy with where Jordan Love is and all that stuff from Brian Utikins, the GM. And and I've talked to some people about it, um, and, and you still get mixed reviews. Yeah, yeah, there's progress, but you really got to, you know, you have to be watching. It does seem as though Love is a different guy now. That last year he may have been a little tentative, may have been a little nervous, um, but the reports from coaches, players, media is that, you know, he's playing with more confidence. He's playing with a better understanding of what he's being asked to do. He's throwing with some more zip and you're starting to see the guy that the Packers traded up in the first round to get. Are there still some things to iron out? Yes, of course. But but part of that is because he is an extremely talented player from an arm talent and a physical tool standpoint. But the Packers knew when, when they drafted him that this was going to be a process that it was going to take some polishing. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers needed some of that stuff too. Yeah, and, and, and we're talking to Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers. It just it, it is a mess. And obviously if, if, if everything gets cleaned up, uh, I don't think anybody's going to care how Jordan Love looks. It's Aaron Rodgers' team, and he'd be back out there. It's kind of funny you mentioned Tim Boyle. He's going to be the August hotness here in Detroit. I've already called it. Because certain Packer writers are like, Tim Boyle's going to, he could push Jared Goff. And I think fans are going to love Tim Boyle in, in the preseason because <laughs> that's how it is around here. You know, it's backup quarterback season in, in August. He'll, he'll, he's going to light it up. You watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like the old college football. The backup quarterback is everyone's favorite player um, because, because college quarterbacks are, are notoriously so streaky unless you're a top prospect. And, and Jared Goff, 
probably not going to light the world on fire uh, in the preseason. And and Tim Boyle is going to get to go out there and against the scrubs and and do what he does. And oh yeah, throw lasers. That was his nickname in Green Bay was the Laser Show. He's a big, strong guy with a rocket arm. Um, and yeah, I mean, not that not that anyone should be concerned about him unseating Jared Goff, but I think you are one hundred percent right in that. You know, now that you're going to get training camp open to the media, you're going to get exhibition games that are on TV for fans to see. Oh yeah, there are going to be a couple times when you go, oh wait, that guy? What? Wait, why isn't he? Why isn't he getting? <laughs> But Pete, you don't think he's uh, going to overseat Jared Goff? No, 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 no. Uh, but I'm saying I, I can absolutely see fans talking themselves yes, into it because yes. he's got the big arm. He's the statuesque guy. I mean, you know, he, is is he anywhere near the the quality of talent that Jared Goff is? No. Um, you know, this is a guy that I believe had uh, more interceptions and touchdowns in his college career and had barely played in his college career. Um, coming to the NFL, you know, Jared Goff, the former number one overall pick. So not that anyone thinks Jared Goff is, is going to be, you know, the, the next Matthew Stafford in Detroit, but the talent difference is, is and certainly the pedigree difference is, is pretty dramatic. Let me ask you about this whole Brian Gutekunst thing. Like before the Rodgers situation, what did people think of him? Was he like liked by the media and the fans? Or what, what was the perception of the GM? Because now it's obviously not very good. Well, I think he he ingratiated himself very early to the media merely by uh, um, acknowledging their existence because the last GM, Ted Thompson, did not. Uh, basically, the Packers, and, and if we're being really honest, the Packers uh, were, were threatening to run afoul of media availability rules with how infrequently Ted Thompson was made available for comment. Um and, and this was a constant struggle in Green Bay to, to with the team to say, hey, you know, this is a guy that needs to come out and answer for some of these moves and non-moves. And it was, you know, Mike McCarthy was the guy always stuck answering for them. He, he was someone who who I think fans were excited about when he, when he first got the job. You know, you get Jair Alexander, you trade for a future first that you turn into Darnell Savage. Yeah, he, you know, there are some mistakes. Uh, Jimmy Graham and, and cutting Jordy Nelson in the same offseason, basically making a one-for-one trade there, does not look great in retrospect. A lot of people had problems with it at the time. Um, but then, you know, that, that second um, free agency group with Zedaria Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Billy Turner, I mean, you, you turn a free agency group uh, with that much money and you turn it into four quality starters, I mean, that, that's pretty rare, honestly, to have that much free agent success in one um, free agency class of that size. I mean, usually you go out and you sign four marquee free agents or big money free agents and you're Washington and you're, you're stuck with Albert Hainsworth. Um, and that's just not been the case. So I think generally speaking, um, fans have been happy with what Brian Gutekinds has done. What I think this Rodgers drama has reignited is this question about the team's willingness to, quote unquote, go all in. And that is, you know, push future cap, you know, holds down the line and, you know, sign, be aggressive, you know, go trade for Julio Jones, that kind of thing. Um, And I, I think the Jordan Love pick started some of those questions like, wow, how could they how could they draft Jordan Love and not draft Michael Pittman Jr., um, not get up far enough to get Justin Jefferson or Brandon Ayuk? Um, you know, oh, he got swindled by the 49ers. 
um, because they they traded right in front of Green Bay to get Ayuk, who's a player the Packers really liked. I, I think some of that is revisionist history, but but certainly from a person to person standpoint, I don't think we can we can say Brian Gutekunst is blameless in all of this because he didn't include Aaron Rodgers in any of the hey we might take a quarterback conversations. But if you know, but but if he does, if we do, it's not about you. It's you know, it's just we 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 like him or whatever it is. That stuff could have been handled better, and and I don't think anyone should shy away from those criticisms. And I give Brian Gutekunst credit, at least publicly, for saying, "Look, I could have handled it better, and and I wish I had handled it better." And if Aaron Rodgers wants input on some of this stuff, if he wants to be kept in the loop on some of this stuff, uh, we'd love to do that. Um, now, whether or not that's real, I don't know. And and I think it does raise the question, though, how much of this with Aaron Rodgers was stuff that that Aaron could have brought to the team. I mean, A.J. Hawk went on Pat McAfee's show and said, you know, it should never have gotten to this point on both sides. And he's talking about a guy that that he's close friends with in Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, he laid some of the criticism at the feet of Rodgers. So I, I do think there is there is plenty of blame to go around here. More with Peter Bukowski from a Lockdown Packers. I want to ask him what he thinks what the Lions uh, have been up to and, and what he thinks there. We'll do that coming up next. First, Built Bar. Folks, been telling you about it for months. You know it's my favorite snack. You know it's my favorite breakfast each and every day. Your Built Bars are great for you, but it's the best-tasting protein bar on the market. We love Built Bar. I know Peter loves Built Bars. You go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Nine great flavors are always adding new things at BuiltBar.com. I'm telling you, I mean, we, we, do, we do these spots, and, and they've been a client of ours and with us on the Lockdown Network for months, and I, I truly eat one a day. They are that good. Only like 130 um, uh, you know, grams of, uh, of fat and, and, and calories. And then you get 17 grams of protein. They're all really good, really good for you, and they taste great. Locked15, use the promo code. At BuiltBar.com. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Our buddy Peter Bukowski, host Locked On Packers, also Locked On Now, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. By the way, before I ask you about what you think of the Lions, where are you on the Rodgers thing in terms of are you like, ah, diva, I've had enough, or are you you on the Packers side? I I did listen to your show, oh gosh, this was about a month ago. Uh, and you were pretty pretty tough on on the Packers front office because, you know, I, I know you spent a lot of time talking about the Matt Lafleur decision in the playoffs. But where do you stand today on Aaron? Well, uh, what I uh, here's what I'll say, um, and I, I, you're right, I've, I've said a lot. Believe me, um, I, I, the timing of it is what doesn't make sense to me from Aaron Rodgers' standpoint. So, like, the the grievances I think are legitimate uh, as far as they go. Not not feeling um, either welcome to voice his opinion, not being looped in um, to to be consulted on some of the stuff. I mean, I, I wrote uh, in a in a piece today for Packer Report, like you know, if this had been in 2019, after the Mike McCarthy fiasco, and they hire Matt Lafleur without input from Rodgers, and you know Brian Gutekunst is made GM, and they cut Jordy Nelson without consulting Rodgers. I mean, those all seem like reasons, you know, like Deshaun Watson pre-sexual assault allegations was in that, basically that same situation. And everyone agreed, yeah, get that guy out of there. That that organization is a mess. I think that would have, everyone, including me, would have said, 
Aaron is 100% justified in feeling the way that he does. What I don't understand now is this has been a great team the last two years, NFC Championship game the last two years. They have one of the best young head coaches in the league. They have a championship roster right now. So if if you are serious about winning championships and that is what you wake up every day working toward, what what is the deal? What is what are you really asking for? And that and that goes back to my very first point, Matt, when I came on was how does how does this get resolved? Because what are you asking for? What mm-hmm. are you asking for that you're not getting? And he's not going to say publicly. I mean, he he probably he'd love some more money in a new contract, but you know. But, but he he just got the biggest contract in the history of the sport three years ago. So I mean, look, he's going to say it's not about money. He's going to say, you know, this is about respect and this is about you know this other stuff. Um, and and I, I you know I get that it's not up to me to determine if Aaron Rodgers is happy. I, I, it's not up to me to decide if if his happiness is justified. He he gets to decide when he's happy and when he's not. But from a football standpoint, that's the part of this that I don't get. And you know I said something and, and some people got mad about it. And that's whatever. Um, if you're about winning, then you can't go anywhere because Denver. If they give up a bunch of picks and a player or two to get you, they can't win a Super Bowl with Rodgers. The, the Las Vegas Raiders? Are you? I mean, you, know, <laughs> you, and, I both, you yeah. and I both love you know Q over at Locked On Raiders, but <laughs> come on, that yeah. team is terrible. So I, I, it's just like you can't say I'm all about winning and then say I'm going to send me to Vegas. Like no, then it's about power. So uh, this is this is again why I think the only way, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you can you can do an interview when this is all over is if it's as a member of the Green Bay Packers because how what do you answer to the question of why like why, why didn't it work out because the team is bending at least publicly bending over backwards to have you back so what is the answer yeah. and I you know is it Jordan Love hurt my feelings. Like a lot of it just seems sort of piddly. And, you know, the fact that that his agent, his own agent leaks the Jake Kumaro story like Jake Kumaro, you know, <laughs> University of Wisconsin, Whitewater hero, Jake Kumaro, um, you know, cutting him a day after Rogers praised him like that was going to move the needle as something that, you know, makes the Packers look bad. Like that story was so petty. I, I thought maybe the Packers leaked it to make Rogers look bad. And then it turned out it's coming from Rogers' camp. Like that was the thing that that doesn't make sense to me. So again, I, I think um, you know I, I understand Rogers is frustrated. I understand that the Packers did not did not do a lot of things right uh, by him, uh, uh, certainly according to him. Um, but I think ultimately it's going to get resolved. We'll, we'll see what that looks like. All right, final thing. What about uh, Detroit and the rest of the division? Certainly the Lions are now in a full-fledged rebuild, and I I like that. I like that they're transparent. Uh, It's going to be a struggle in 2021, although I think the attitudes and the culture will be better. But how how do you view the uh, the rest of the division and and what the Lions have done? Well, I do know that the rest of the NFC North has to be very concerned about their kneecaps. Um, they, oh they want to make sure all the lions have their <laughs> mouth guards in at all times. Right. That'll that'll help protect against the the kneecap biting. But um, no, uh, in all seriousness, I, I think I, I think the lions um, 
they they have a lot of work to do. And I, I think Dan Campbell has done a really good job putting together a staff um, of, of respected football people. Uh, they, they have for too long, I think, um, been, been a little Mickey Mouse. And I think the Matt Patricia um, attitude and culture that he had there you know, I think he, he had a little bit too much confidence in what he could do. Um, you know, a lot of it was was what I what I consider the sort of fake tough guy stuff of, oh, I'm going to, you know, complain about posture and, you know, silly stuff like that because I don't have any substance to what I'm bringing to the table. I don't know if, if Campbell is going to be a good football coach, but I think he sets the tone the right way. And I do think that he, he brought in a lot of very respected football people to be a part of the organization. And, and to bring that much credibility, I think, is really good for a team that, that is just sort of begging for that, right? I mean, just sort of saying, can you just come and, and not, not be embarrassing? Yeah. Um, and and I, think, I, I think that's what you're getting now. Um, the players part of it is the big question, right? What, what are the, what are the actual guys on the field going to do? And that's, that's the problem that they have because talent wise, man, there's just not a lot there. No, just not a lot to work with. And until that changes, um, you know, you're not going to see it in terms of wins and losses, but I would guess, and obviously, you know, I don't want to speak for Lions fans. But I would think a team that goes out there and plays hard every week and and competes and and plays with toughness and discipline, that's a that's a pretty damn good start in 2021, given the talent level on this team. I mean, no one expects them to go out and win 10 games. So just just, you know, don't be an embarrassment. That seems like a low bar. That seems like damning with faint praise. But that's where they are. And and sometimes you need to get to that point to, to get back to you know, being being a team that can compete consistently for the playoffs. Peter Bukowski, Locked On Packers, uh, does a great job. Uh, please follow him. Check out uh, all of his work, and we love talking to you, buddy. Thanks, Matt. Anytime, pal. There he is, Peter Bukowski, Locked On Packers, on this Wednesday, June 2nd. We're back with you again tomorrow.